have bartered passage. Fair enough. To where? And we, see, it's contingent on itself. See, the price for passage is freedom. And so, as such, we are going to be able to make our own puppet shows. Okay. Maybe I won't wake up, Sprocket. When they open the satchel, there are a bunch of two-inch or so round purple stones that almost look like the like the inside of a geode. Sometimes I wish I wasn't so impulsive. And it's only about now that Sprocket realizes that impulsively and without thought and impetuously, he's been fingering the wish stone in his pocket the entire time when he said, I wish I wasn't always so impulsive. So when you say that, the stone begins to glow brightly, like a bright yellow color. She has all these animated marionettes that perform her wicked shows, and we have to sit in the audience and watch it, and it's always awful. When, as you walk up the, as you walk up the stairs, you can hear this, like, demonic hurdy-gurdy music coming from, from the inside, and there is a stage up front. There are five Pinocchio-style large marionettes that have strings disappearing up into the, up into the ceiling above them, and you, there are various creatures. Like, you see, there's a lich, there's a beholder, there's a small model of some sort of dragonoid She's going to try to stick along the wall here, very, like, artfully jump off of the seats here and try to camp over on this side over here. So she's going to get a stealth check. So, Zier, where you are, and I guess you were kind of sneaking across, so you, you didn't see where, you knew where, where she was aiming and everything like that. Uh, Zier, you see her again jump off of the, off the stairs and disappear from view, and uh, neither of you see her anymore. Oh dear. Okay, Zier. So my plan was to head over here. Okay, I'm gonna try to do that's that fine. As stealthily as possible. Go. That's fine. Make your stealth check. Okay, so that's a nineteen. Cool. You are fine. You are convinced that you have moved stealthily. But when you get to the edge of the stairs, there, you would expect to see Tyriana down below, no, and she and, and she is not there. Okay. Worried by this, Kess has a longbow, has drawn a longbow arrow, and is ready to shoot. Okay, so are you, Kess, are you kind of, are you peering, so do you, have you now peered back to see where Zir and Tyriana wound up? Is that kind of where you're thinking, or? I have my longbow readied, but I glanced over my shoulder and mm-hmm. noticed that Tyriana disappeared. I'm not on guard in that direction. I'm more looking in front of me and crouched by this little wall. Okay. Would you like to make a perception check at disadvantage to try to gain some information over there? Why, yes. Okay. And so at disadvantage, that would be a 14. Okay. The kind of beyond the stairs that Tyriana jumped off of to go ahead and get ready, underneath those stairs are hollow. So there's like a passage that runs underneath the stairs. So that's the extent of the information that you know at this point. All you know is that she's not there, and there's a passageway. Right. So obviously this is worrying, but I'm going to maintain my position for now. Yep. Fair enough. All right. Simeon Sprocket, you guys are next in line. Before they get too far, Kill Arx is going to say, I can't 
can't see a whole lot, so don't get too far. I'll be just inside the door, maybe 20 feet, promise. All right, go ahead and move your tunes where you want to be. Other grabby grab. Okay, and are you still trying to be stealthy? Oh, yes, Rocket was very much trying to be quiet. Okay. Taking as much time as it took them to get as far as they did to get yep. to where he is. Okay. Then your stealth check, please. Nine. <laughs> Unless you want to give me advantage for the extreme care I'm taking. <laughs> I will give you advantage for the extreme care and concern that you were taking to go ahead and walk down the stairs. Whew, good thing I had advantage. Rolled a one. I only took one step down and would also be taking extreme care. Okay. Then I will also let you roll your stealth check at advantage, but only for this turn. Which brings me to a straight up roll. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, advantage isn't a straight up roll. Advantage is just a roll. <laughs> it's disadvantage on stealth checks. For I have armor. disadvantage on stealth checks oh. normally. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You get this one. Yeah, I don't know why everyone's picking on Kilvarks. Simeon is well, just how this Kilvarks is. Oops, sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> you get one, we're PG-13. It's just fun to pick on Kilvarks. That's why Sprocket told Simeon, why do you keep trying to sneak? And clang goes the armor. He's like Sir Harold Armus. So what did you roll on your straight roll there? My normal roll with my dexterous self is a 19. A 19, okay, cool. All right, so Sprocket, you you feel like you notice how loud, every, how quiet everybody else was, rather. You feel like you're maybe a little bit louder than they are, but you still don't see any sign that there is anything amiss. Now that everyone's in the room, could I gesture toward the passage so that I'm hiding behind this little wooden wall? You certainly can, yep. But let's kill Virex. How far down the passageway and into the auditorium do you want to go? That depends on what I can see. Since I am, do not have dark vision, I'm going to try to put my hand against the wall and follow it down to try to see if I can see anything down there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's dim way. light. Once you, yeah, once you can make this turn, it's like dim light on the inside and certainly on the far side of the room there. That that illuminated thing, object, you can definitely see that. And it's dark in the room, and the, the stage is illuminated also, so you can see the stage. I and mean, the rest of it's just like very dim light. Okay, I will just try and stay in the, the doorway there, the passageway entrance, and kind of so like, like here. Yep, about there. Yep. And just kind of watching to see what happens and ready to react to whatever I need to react to. Yep. Um, Seifel is also going to basically take the same position. So I'm actually going to put you right there so that you guys are both like shoulder to shoulder in the doorway there. Okay. Okay. All right. And so now the three, now everyone else, you're all in kind of position. You can see Kess, and she is gesturing towards where Tyriana was supposed to go. She's gesturing over there. Let's, for lack of a better mechanic, let's all roll initiative now and so that we can just organize how this is going to, how we can move forward. 17 for Colts. 16 for Simeon. 23 for Kess. 15 for Sprocket. 11 for zero. Okay. And... Okay. Alright. Excellent. Um, so then, Cass, what is the next action you'd like to take? I don't see anybody. And I'm worried about Tyriana. So I'm going to attempt to investigate the direction she has gone. Sure. So I'm going to sneak 
over here, as far as I can get, having already motioned to the others that I'm going that way. Yep. Would you like a stealth roll? I would. Please start with your stealth check. And that would be a 23. Fabulous. Okay. So as you round that corner, again, you can kind of see like a passageway that kind of travels under the stairs, basically in the same angle, uh, under the seats rather, in the same same manner that the seats curve around the uh, the auditorium here. So you can see it Mm -hmm. curve off to the right. Give me a perception check also, please. And I'm listening really hard. I would note. 23. 23. Wow, okay. So, not only did you beat it by more than 5, you beat it by more than 10. As you're staring down the passageway, you see what looks like a drag mark of... It's narrow... Like a a very narrow drag mark, as if someone was dragging like a sword or something through kind of the... It's like a dirt-covered stone on the floor. And so it seems to... You see that kind of moving through the thing. As if it's hard someone to really had determined anything else. There's not that much dirt, but that's clear. As if someone had been carrying Tyriana and her sword was dragging on the ground. That Perhaps. is a perfectly valid interpretation of what you see. Well, I'm concerned about where Tyriana may have gone and looking for something to fight. You've taken your movement for this round. So if we're sticking true to rounds, you've taken your movement for now. You've gained your information. Let's carry on here. Uh, Kilvarix, you are next. Uh, do you wish to take any actions aside from letting them do their thing? Nope. I'm waiting to react in case there is something offensive that goes off so I can react to whatever I need to do, whether it's heal someone or cast a firebolt. Simeon, do you wish to take any further activity? I'm going to very carefully and stealthily do basically the same thing. My goal is to move slowly down the stairs to get to that bottom area, but I'm not doing my full movement. I'm basically going half speed so as I can basically limit my noise. As long as I, as long as my going half speed is still giving me advantage. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. And that makes it a straight-up roll. So, I rolled an eight. You rolled an eight. Okay. Actually, I, ro- I rolled a four, and adding four, it equals an eight. Okay. All right. When you get down to the bottom of the stairs, as you're walking very carefully, and there's just there's a loose rock on the stairs that, as you're moving down, you kick it, and you hear it bounce through the body of the auditorium towards the stage. But okay, and I I hold. I, my hands are ready to yep. draw my weapons. Yep, waiting for anything to go on. You also, when you get down to the bottom, there think that you hear something behind you, but behind the stairs, not like behind you up the like up, but like behind you, like on the other side of the stairs. Like inside. Like, like the stairs are going to pop open and then something's going to come out. But yeah, but it, not, it's not like the whole thing's a mimic, right? But you hear something like beyond, if you think about the stairs as a wall, right? Something on the other side of the wall. Some sort of, it's like maybe combat of some kind. But it's it's like a struggle. Definitely a struggle. Maybe not combat, but definitely a struggle. Ah, got it. I know where she is. She's got to be underneath the stairs. 
All right. I I already did my mo- my movement, so I can't do anything else. But I, I know what I got to do now. Okay. Do you break silence right. or say anything? Never mind. Right now, the plan is we have to be stealthy. I will wave my hand and motion like around and under, around and under the stairs. Of course, most folks can't see me doing this, but the idea I'm trying to convey is that there's something going on. Hold on, wait a minute, hold on. You're gesturing. You don't get to say the idea that you're trying to convey by gesturing. You can describe your movements. Yeah, so pointing a finger, myself, moving my hand around, I make a slanted hand sign like it's a staircase and move my hand, my other hand, back under the staircase, and then I will make a sign of conflict under the stairs. Okay. Sprocket. Can I get a performance roll to get any of that across? (laughs) That'll be fantastic. Yeah, I'll give you a performance roll. If I ever needed a natural 20, this be the moment. Eh. I'll take a dirty 20, though. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Everyone who 17 insight to understand them both. Yeah. I feel with his role of a natural, of a modified 20, fairly, fairly clear what he's talking about. Especially if, if you know that there's a passage under the stairs, and Cass, you've seen it. Azir, you've seen Cass investigating it. Feel pretty confident that you know what's going on. So. Cool. Sprocket leans. He'll even sneak. He's trying to be quiet. Ten mm-hmm. feet backwards. Whew. An eight. Stumble step, stumble step, clank, clank, stumble step. <laughs> I think Simeon's saying that the missing Eladrin's being attacked under the stairs. We gotta go. If he's being attacked, why are we being quiet? <laughs> Because you told me to ask first. And Sprocket turns around and goes 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. We can only go that far because you already moved 10 feet. And moves moves that far. We'll even go diagonals down to get the ground. But on his way by, being reprieved from silence, Sprocket turned around, ran forward down the stairs with remaining 20 feet of movement, and cast Shatter on the stage. He should be able to get them all. Ooh, okay. So, cool. All fails, blow it up. <clears throat> yeah. What is... They're what's coming the... to get us. Little Thing 1 and Little Thing 2 said the marionettes will get you. That's cool. true. All right. How much damage does Shatter do? So they get a saving throw constitution C versus a DC 16. If they're not inorganic, they're at disadvantage for the save. Cool. And then how much damage does it do? And it did 18 damage when I just cast cool. it. Is it yeah. double damage for construct? Thunder damage. Thunder. No, it, yeah, but it's is just it... disadvantage. No, oh. it, they get disadvantage on the check. Yeah, so you cast Shatter, and it booms through this, like, stone-carved amphitheater. Like, crazy. We'll get to that in a second. And you... The five marionettes on stage basically devolve into a pile of parts. And you hear a voice in the back from behind the stage say, cheap marionettes, we're going to have to fix these again. 
That's five for me. This huge boom again fills the room here, echoing back and forth. I am going to need constitution saves from the five of you, please. Because shatters loud. And we're basically in a rock. Inside of a rock. Oh, I blew it up on the soundstage, did I? Yeah. In a yes, rock ambush. Yes, I rolled a one. Oh. Cool. Oh. Hey. Me too. You rolled a I natural one a, also? Yep. Excellent. I have a plus I have two to my con, so a three is not going to do much for me. And the natural one trumps the three, so. Yeah, let's... exactly. <laughs> Simeon? Yeah, that's not going to do much. Owie. Simeon uh, has a 19. Okay. All right. Simeon's fine. Kilvarks, what'd you run your <laughs> Nine. Nine. Okay, so you and Sprocket both rolled a nine. You will take four points of thunder damage. Ow. Now, our natural one, folks, you are stunned. And I need you both to roll a d6, and that's how many rounds you'll be stunned for. Yeah, about the time to roll high. <laughs> oh no. How many? Five. I got a four. <laughs> All right. Both, take two off of both of those. So Zier, stick, stick at three rounds and cast at two rounds. Okay. That's D six is too much. And so basically, stunned, uh, stunned. Cast, uh, you are also stunned. So this will cast. This is round one for you, Zier. That was round one for you, Kilvarix. It is your turn. What would you like to do? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rocket. Just wanted to say, if either of them have any stunned and incapacitated, you still have a bonus action. The only thing you lose are oh, your action actions and reactions. Yep. So if you Can have any bonus something action, small, thank you. basically. Bardic inspiration, does that kick in at this point? Bardic inspiration is something you give to other people. Oh. Yeah. Burp, burp. Yep. I think okay. I, have to, I have to have time to prepare for that anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not something you have to prepare, but it's like bardic inspiration is if somebody else is making a check, you can add you can have them you can give them an inspiration to go ahead and add a D four to their roll. Gotcha. So. D4 D6. I didn't think that one steps up as you get higher level, but that's... But... Cool. So, Kilvarx. Kilvarx doesn't know what the heck's going on. There's a loud noise, and there's no obvious enemy or anyone to heal at the moment. So, he is going to stay in the passageway till he sees what's going on. And he wants to hold his action. If he sees an enemy, he is going to throw a firebolt at them. Or if someone mm-hmm. drops... Before his next turn, he will ready the ability to um, cast excellent. healing word on them. Okay, excellent. Cool. Simeon, your turn. I will, uh, at this point, since the jig is up and stealth is obviously out of the question, I will shout, She's in trouble under the stairs. Follow me to the passage. And I will move my full movement. And then I will. Sh- Shout out. Yell so we can find you. Smart. Smart. You hear from under the stairs. I'm I'm in here. I got my hands full in here. Uh, And uh, that was my bad bad Tyriana under the stairs impression. (laughs) So Um, I apologize for that. I thought it was pretty good. I will 
Yeah. I could envision the rock muffling. Yeah. I see Simeon trying to not get too far, and because he's out there, can I move over towards that way so he has more freedom to dash and or move if he just so desires? Yes, absolutely. So I will move my 30 feet or whatever to get to wherever I can get that's within 30 feet. Yep, so right about there. Sorry, I started moving you at the same time. Go ahead, try it again. There. Perfect. Yep, that's great. And Simeon, when you call that out, Seifel also will will run and dash into the passageway. So he will get a few feet. When also at initiative round 16, Simeon and Seifel both go on 16. Also at 16, through a window on the far side of the amphitheater here, one of the Paraton creatures flies in. Good thing we're about to make like Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, okay, Sprocket, it's your turn. Sprocket will advance, not quite with reckless abandon. He is not dashing, so that he uh, yet anyway. Kovarx is like on the stairs above you, so it's yep. like he's not in the passageway with you. Yeah, yep. Um, as you duck into the passageway that runs under the stairs, you hear a like a clink on the far side of the amphitheater. And as, just as you're running in, you glance to your right and the light source that's on the elevated stage on the other side, whatever was in the holder pillar thing falls to the floor. And you're clink, clink, clink. Can I still see? Oh, it, yeah, it's, again, the whole area is low light and you can still see it. It's just no longer in its holder. And the light does does dim a little bit. So it's almost like the holder had some sort of a, like a mirroring effect to help focus it or reflect it or something like that. So it gets a little dimmer when it falls out. But Zir, it is your turn. So this is your second stun round. Do you have any bonus actions that you'd like to take or anything? Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. So you will be freed after one more round. Okay. That brings us back up to the top. Kess, this is your second stun round. You're feeling still feeling a little bit woozy, but bonus actions are available. So I'm just crumpled in the doorway, kind of in the way. Yep. And about the only thing I can do is dodge. So I'm yep. going to ready a dodge if needed, because that's a okay. bonus action. Yep. And see, I mean, you, where you are right now, you can, of course, see Kess crumpled in the doorway, feeling a little stunned. Okay. At this point in the initiative, after the light source fell out of the holder the amphitheater started to fill it started small this little cackle ah. and over time grows into a louder cackle and on the far side of the amphitheater on the stage the tree that was there again falls apart and where it was rises this woman in a large gaudy le victorian style black silk dress and has this elongated black hat with a bright green gem in it fire uh, in the face <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this absolutely absolutely triggers your held action kilvarix roll your attack that's 75 feet away. Can you hit it that far? I have 120 feet with Firebolt, but I rolled a natural one. Oh, oh no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> cool. All right. Give me your D6 roll, please, Kovarks. Six. Six. Okay. What bad could happen? <laughs> uh... 
Oh, There's no. been okay. so many ones, you're running out of inspiration. So, uh, just to reiterate, uh, on a, when you roll a natural one, bad things always happen. But there's always the do really bad things happen roll, and that's always the d6, right? And if we match, that's when the really bad things happen. Kilvarix, you have spent a significant amount of time in the Feywild now, and you go to cast Firebolt. You go to shoot Io's Blessing of Fire upon you. And nothing happens. The firebolt does not leave your finger. And for a brief moment, for a brief inkling of a moment, you can't feel Io. It comes back. It comes back. But for that brief moment, you feel alone. That's not cool. And it's your turn. And if you wish to cast a spell this round, I need you to make a wisdom save first. Yeah, I'm shaken to my core because Io doesn't normally talk to anyone, and I'm the only one that can talk to him lately because everyone else thinks that he is dead. So the fact that I lost him for a second means that maybe he is dead and I've been fooling myself. So I'm just going to sit there like I'm stunned for a second and be like, Holding my medallion and just praying to make sure that I have my connection this time because I am rocked to the core with that. Excellent. Cool. Then, Simeon, it's your turn. So, I am going to run into the passageway and see if I can get to this combat that's occurring. And both blades are drawn, and I will attack whatever's attacking my comrade. Okay. And you have dark vision. Yes. Okay, give me a perception check. That's going to be a 22. Cool, yeah. There's definitely something in the passageway within about 15 feet of you. But you can't quite see it yet. It's like like around the corner. Okay. Then I can't do my backup action, so I'm going to hold. Actually, no, because if it tries to run away, I'll at least get an attack of opportunity, and I'll be able to take a hit off of her. So I guess I would go... The full run to get to it. Okay. So that's another right. 5, 10, 15. Stop 20. right there. Okay. So basically, you run basically, there's a large winged paraton in the passageway here that seems to be moving towards you. Like it's facing you right now. It's not running away from you. I have no attack. Okay. Oh, but I know because your bonus, your offhand only works if I had an actual attack. No, I'm good. Unless it tries to go away from me, but I'll block it from coming out at other people. Excellent. Up behind you runs Seifel, and again with his polearm basically shooting over your shoulder, he will attack it, and he will hit it, and he will hit it. And so he will do... Uh Aha. Okay. So he runs up with his two polearm strikes, basically cleaves its head off, and the periton slumps to the side. So let's keep going. And he runs about 10 feet past you. They're up here. All right. I had to stop with no attack, so my turn's done. I can't go until next turn. Yep, fair enough. Yep. And that was his turn. So the one over here 
flies down here, and Kilvarex, he will attack you. Basically, it's a dive attack. So he comes flying in, basically, and attacks you. It is... <laughs> they rolled a natural one. They fly by you, trying to go ahead and do their dive attack, but they misjudge where you are, and he careens into the wall behind you instead, right next to you, Sprocket, and takes a pretty good knock and slumps down. They will be stunned for the next round. I picture that as Kilvarks is holding his medallion and bowing down, and in one of his bows, he yeah, missed yeah. where my head was and just went over yeah. the top of him into the wall. <laughs> Total Mr. Magoo moment, absolutely, yeah. All right, Sprocket, it's your turn. Seeing that this thing just crashed through, I'm a bit surprised, but think quickly on my feet. It looks stunned and not interested in me. Sprocket's all about trying to reach our endangered companion at this point, and he's going to yep. take it from their example and sprint. Right past it. Oh, I didn't realize you were in the passageway. Okay, sorry. So it wouldn't have landed next to you. You would have heard it land above you. Sorry, I forgot that you were in the passageway. Okay. Got you. I thought it crashed through the stairs into the passageway. Yeah, no, it tried okay. to. <laughs> can I see them from here? Yep. You sure can. So you see there's another Periton who has basically Tyriana under under its arm, and she's been dragging her pole arm in the dirt in her, pa- in her path here. But you can see both of them. They're within... Another 15 feet of you. Okay. From the Pateraton forward through the passageway, yep. that same little little mortar tube pops out on my forearm and shoots a smaller pellet that explodes into a massive sticky substance, filling the hallway with web in a 20-foot cube. Okay. The passageway is not 20 feet wide. So where can where are you aiming? So you're aiming like right behind it? Yeah, my intention is for Tyriana to be caught in the web as little as possible and for the creature forward through the and blocking its passage onward is just filled with web. Okay. Super so because there's not 20 feet available. It yeah. won't spread around corners and so can't spread further like- than... Oh, it, it won't spread around corners? Let me verify that. So it's like that. 20 foot cube will open, and the web's a difficult terrain, and lightly obscure. They're anchored between two solid masses, so that's good. I'm going to give it its deck save to go ahead and see if it, basically, if you catch it from behind here. It succeeded in its deck save, so you didn't catch it this round, but it is definitely, it definitely can't move that direction anymore, so you have definitely at least pinned it in. It can, it's just difficult terrain. Okay, fair. Okay, okay, Zir, this is the end of, so we've said that this is the second round round of stun. End of second round. Okay, so this is the end of the second round. Okay, so you've got two. Yep, okay. All right, so then, Kess top of the round you should be good to to act now and i've been sizing up the situation i had my longbow out so i'm going to aim draw my longbow and shoot the hag i'm going to shoot her twice using my extra attack so i'm rolling a d20 twice okay and then depending on how i do Fabulous. Oh, and I'm also going to spend a key point to have Kensei shot. So this gives me extra damage if I succeed with my hit. I love it. Okay, so this is 21 to hit. And that will hit. And the second one, not so well fortuned, is 11 to hit. That will miss. I'm so surprised. Okay, so now I'm rolling damage, and that would be... This will get her attention, I think. 9 plus 5, 14 
damage, piercing magical weapon damage. Cool. And I will duck. I'm not going to move that far, but I'm going to move a little bit under the stairs so she won't know where I am to make myself harder to target with a spell. Cool. And slow down any pterodons attempt to attack me. I like it. I like it. That ends okay. my turn. Okay, so it is her turn next. She will haltingly move down the stairs to the base level here, again cackling, cackling madly to herself as if as if there's a joke that only she finds funny. And let's see. Oh, I actually can't reach any of you. Cool. Yeah, all of her all of her things have a 60-foot range on them. So that's her turn. Actually, that's not true. I need, please, a wisdom save from anybody who is not under the stairs. Kilvarix might just be you. Oh, and Zir. Zir, sorry, too. Yep, and Zir, this will be it. You're, you're stunned, so it'll be a disadvantage. Kilvarix got 21. 21 succeeds. 20. 20. Cool. Both of you succeed. So this is a save or half. Four five six so you both take three points of psychic damage basically as her laughter begins to permeate the built the room and kind of shake it's a lair action so it just shakes the building itself take three points of psychic damage cool and that's her turn varex still a little shaken does not like the fact that her cackle was causing damage so one of the things he is going to do is cast silence over there where she's trying to hide so that she can no longer cackle or cast a verbal somatic or verbal component spells okay. or abilities. Bef- Before huh? you cast your spell, I need you to make me a wisdom save. Okay. Please, Io. I need you. I got a nine. So you grab your amulet and you try to cast silence and it just doesn't want to go. The DC for this check is 10. And I'm not going to make you do it the entire combat, but I'm going to make you hurt. That's fine. You try, but you don't, I'm not going to make, so if you have another action you want to take, I will let you take that instead because you can't. I'm not letting you cast spells. (laughs) Does it it take up the spell slot is the big question. No. Nope. Alright, so that doesn't work. So the trusty spear is going to come out, and I'm going to move towards said hag. Well, if I can't shut you up one way, I'll do it the other. <laughs> I'm going to step <laughs> forward. Excellent. Yep. So you throw at disadvantage. Yep. yep. So throwing at disadvantage, I got a nine. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Your, spe- your spear kind of clatters on the floor at her feet. She. <laughs> <laughs> throwing your little toys at me. <laughs> I'm coming for you, hag. All right. See you. So underneath the stairs, I am going to definitely move to... The teardown in front of me is down, so I'm going to move on to the, yeah. to the other one. So. Yep. Yeah, and that is... Yeah, it's only 20, 25 feet away, so you can certainly get in range to go ahead and make your melee attack. Yep. And with that, Celestria... That's going to be an 18. Yes, that will hit. 10 slashing. And the teardown's going to take an additional 3 radiant. 
And then Celestia, that's going to be a 24. Yep. It's going to be a six, six slashing and three radiant. Okay. So a total of 22. Okay, cool. And right. I'm going to basically s- size up. Oh, and my offhand attack, which will be Infernal Lisa. Sorry. Can you hear that? Yep. That's going to be a 25 to hit. That will hit. And I suspect that you will end this thing. It's going to be a six slashing and a three necrotic. It is not dead, but it is really hurt. Immediately after you, Seifel runs up and I'm going to make him make a strength check to try to get Tyriana from the Periton's grasp. He will succeed. So he grabs Tyriana, and together they begin moving back down the passageway. Yeah, I'm just going to get rid of this one. It's dead. Okay. Sprocket. The Periton in front of you is wicked damaged and is caged in because of the web that you shot behind it. You successfully got our wounded companion out of the way. Yep. Then... Light it up. Actually cursing for once the fact that I reflavored my firebolt into an electrical bolt. And I don't want to use sport Scorching Ray just to light this stuff on fire. I'm going to shoot an electrical bolt at him. Excellent. So I lack the ability to light my own web on fire. Damn it. <laughs> 26. That'll hit. And unless you only do one point of damage, you will kill this thing. I was that close. Yeah. Nine will do it. Tell me how this thing perishes. So the electrical bolt hits it square in the face. And like you see its eyes kind of like almost boil in their sockets and some flesh starts to char. There's actually some sparks that shoot out that may or may not ignite the webs. I don't know. That's your call. Any kind webs of are wet and her. sticky, aren't they? Yeah, uh-huh. they like our webs. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm assuming. Is I'm assuming they're like wet. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the electricity would not do it. <laughs> and it slumps to be to, to just hang there in the webs like a uh, the empty husk that it is. All right, Zir, it is your turn. This is your final round of being stunned, so you will be able to move next round, or you'll be able to take full action next round. Yeah. Miss Brockett does call out. Is Tatiana okay? I've got her. Seifel, Seifel calls back. Okay, Kess. I'm going to dart out and shoot my longbow twice at the hag again. Okay. So I come this far. Okay. And yeah, once again, I'll spend a key point to get Kensei shot. So extra like damage. It. But the first one's definitely not going to hit. That's 13. Nope. I'll try again. This one is 22. That'll hit. Okay. And the damage is 16. Okay. 16 piercing damage, and I sneak back under the stairs. Okay. I like it. It is her turn next. And so she... Kilvarix, when you threw your spear at her, and it missed, it just kind of clanked on the stone ground at her feet. And so, again, she cackled and picked it up, and she's going to move, and she will hold on to it. She just likes holding on to it. However, she has this this decrepit-looking, like, marionette's 
square, like lacrosse things that have long wires and barbs on the end of them, and she can actually cast it at 60 feet. So she is going to attack you with the puppeteer's lash. That will probably miss. It's a 13 to hit. Yes, that will miss. Second attack, though, is a 21. Oh, let's see. Can I even protect myself with my wings? 18 plus 3 is 21. That meets her beat. So, nope, that's not going to help either. So that's going to hit. Cool. So let's see. It's 46 plus 3 psychic damage. That's 5, 6, 11, 13, 16 psychic damage. And I move you 10 feet horizontally in any direction. So she lashes it out, the hooks kind of catch into you, and she pulls you closer. Very well. Not so alone now, lizard boy. It's your turn. And Kilvarix, closing his eyes and grabbing his medallion, says, A true believer of Io is never alone. Come to me, spirit guardians. The last time, <laughs> wisdom save to make sure you can. And it's the last one, I promise. And I got a dirty twenty. Okay, cool. You, your, the connection with Io fills you with the light and love of deific brilliance, and you cast Spirit Guardians. So that is now centered on me, a 15-foot sphere that anyone that in, inside of it, it takes 3 die 8 radiant damage. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right, how much damage do I take? 3d8? 3d8. Let me get it. I got it. Oh, sorry. Okay. Nope, that's fine. Nope. That's 18. What is that? Cool. That hurt. She's not doing... She's bloody. Cool. Simeon. I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. As a bonus action, right behind her, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon, and that spear is going to appear and stab her. I like it. Stabby, stabby. Yep. Okay. No, probably won't hit. It's a 10. Will not hit. But that was our spirit weapon. Cool. All right. Excellent. Now it's Simeon's turn. I'm going to shout out, Sprocket, drop your spell. And as soon as he does, I will dash. If you'll allow it, I will immediately drop the spell. Yeah, I can dispel spells as... Yeah. At will. Yeah. At will. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. So in that- I'll use my reaction to drop the yep. spell. That works. So in that case, I will move my full 60 feet, which should take me to heat. I'm assuming the tunnel goes all the way around. That's a really great, that's an excellent question. As you round the corner, running through the passageway, round the corner, and expect to see the exit into the main part of the amphitheater, you instead see an exit to the amphitheater. You're absolutely right. It goes all the way around. <laughs> Dude, dude, that is. <laughs> you know what that means? I love he you, man. Stand on the left wall. He can't get lost. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, you, man. I, I thought about it. I thought about it. But nope, your, your hubris is rewarded this time. I'm here. That's as far as I can. That's as far as I can get. Cool. Yep. You can see off to like through the exit a little bit off to the left there. You see the staircase that goes up to the elevated platform where she began. Okay. 
Cool. So, Seifel is carrying Tyriana. He is otherwise occupied. All the Paratons are dead. No, that's right. No, this one's stunned and is better now. So, let's see. Kilvarix, you're attacking... Oh, man, but he's gonna have to run through the aura. You know what? It's what, 3d8 if, the, if he flies through the aura? Yes, 3d8. Not a wisdom save, or half. Save for half. You know what? He doesn't. He, in his mind, he is disposable. He is here to serve. He is here to only serve his mistress. I will take the three d eight. And would he even him, realize so. what it would do? Exactly. Totally. He rolled a natural one on the save. Also, as he flies through the aura of radiant energy, he just as soon as he touches the boundary of it, he just poof, in a puff of smoke, and he's done. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Score one for Io. That's a, all right. Cool. I'm at six. Uh, What's that now? I just sounded off with, I'm at six. Yeah. <laughs> From under the stairs. <laughs> nice. Sprocket, it's your turn. Okay, so Sprocket's going to take his movement. He'll use his action to dash. And then he will use his bonus action to create an Eldritch Cannon within five feet of himself. This one will be a Force Ballista. It will have legs, and it actually, its legs, like, strap themselves to his shoulder, like a shoulder-mounted little turret cannon. Nice. And as part of the same bonus action in which it is created, I can fire it. Okay, fire away. So it's a ranged spell attack. Hit it with your best shot. Hit me with your mesh right. Oops, that was damage, not attack. My bad. Wrong roll, wrong roll. Huh. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Wrong roll, uh, wrong roll. Spell attack is 18 to hit. That'll hit. Fantastic. Now it's 2d8. Yeah, 2d8. For six damage. Okay. <sighs> Zir. Finally. Unstunned. Awake. Chaos is ensuing. What would you uh, like? Let's see. How far is it from where I am to this witch? 45 feet. Okay. Because I see him here, and I'm not, I have a feeling there's something, I can't see, can we see this energy barrier, or no? That's a good question. Can you see the energy barrier, Kilvarix? Yes, so you'll see ghostly images of dragons flinting around in a 15-foot okay. sphere around him. So they're darting in and out and swirling around and protecting Kilvarix. Okay. Common sense tells you, bad idea to cross that barrier. So going to move over here and then I'm going to cast what was the dagger, dagger, daggers one I have that I like so very much. A cloud of daggers. Where do you want it to go? Her. So, I can see okay. her, I can hit her. Yep. There we go. It's right behind her, I'm just... Moving. Right. Yep. yep. Okay, cool, and she takes 44 slashing damage. Okay, roll your 44. Oh, hold on. One... Four, six, so it's eight, and twelve. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Excellent. Zero. Kess. Sure, sure. 
I'm going to dart out from under the stairs again. I'm a little surprised by how much more heavily populated the room is now. <laughs> and that the witch is closer. But I am going to repeat my trick of shooting my longbow. Making sure like that it. I'm moving so that Kilvarax is not in my path of flight. I think you're okay. Yeah, I'll just step forward a little further because I want a clear yeah. good shot that won't yep. hit him. That's fine. Alright, so... That one will not hit 11, and that one won't hit either. So that would be 16. Oh, just barely misses. Yeah. Okay. I dart back under the stairs. All right. Cool. All right. Endolin does not enjoy being in a cloud of daggers. So <laughs> she is going to move. And yeah, she she's going to. damage move. for starting her turn there, though. Starting her turn there. Yep, exactly. Could you give me another 44, Razia? Sure. Four. Okay. And. And the fair guardian damage and speed is halved in the world. Oh, the spirit, the spirit guardian went away. I thought, okay. 12 more uh, points. 12 more points, you said? Yep. Cool. All right. Excellent. And her speed is halved, you said, uh, Kilvarix? Yeah, speed is halved in the aura, and she takes. She has to do another wisdom save for half damage for three day. Great. Wisdom save is a thirteen, which I think fails. And fail save is DC fifteen, so three day eight. Do my damage. Twenty one points of radiant damage. That hurt an awful lot. Cool. Let's see. Her lair action does not recharge. That's fine. But Azir, she is using her puppeteer's lash on you, so she will attack. I need to know if a 13 hits you and take yourself off mute. 13 would most likely hit me. Yeah, I'm armor class 13, so yeah, it's going to hit me. Beats beats. Got it. Okay. So you will take 4d6 plus 3. So Ow. 6, 11, 16... 19, 22 psychic damage. Uh, so that's the first attack, and I get to move you 10 feet. So I will move you... I will move you... No real great places to move you. Now, I'll push you. had a lightning pylon. What's that? So if only you had a lightning pylon. Exactly, yeah. But she will also attack you again. That's only an 11, so that will miss. Oh, yay. Okay. All right. Excellent. That is her turn. Kilvarix, it is now your turn. Yes. So Kilvarix is not happy with this thing, and he is going to move towards her, move the spiritual weapon behind her, and also cast a upcasted second level. Oh, I'm low on second level spells. So it'll just be a first level magic missile. Cool. And uh, so cast magic missile, attack with the spirit weapon behind her, and move forward to to basically get close toe-to-toe with her if I can to keep her in that spirit guardian aura. Okay, does your aura move with you? Is that... Yes, it does. Cool. Alright. You cannot get away from me, hag! And as the hand splays out, magic missiles come flying off the fingertips. Fabulous. Uh, what's the damage? One by four plus one each. How many do I get? Is it three? Yeah, I haven't right. cast this one yet. This should be a, you create three Glondar, so three, one die four plus one. So it's two. Why can't I do them all at the same time? Hold on. Three. And 
eight points of damage from the magic missiles, and then the attack with this spirit weapon is a eleven. Eleven will not hit. Okay, and she is now in the in the trough, so she's going to take damage again when she starts her turn. Yep. Cool. And that is it. Okay. How much damage did your magic missiles do? Oh, one, two, three, four, four, six, eight total. Okay, when you hit her with the magic missiles, you are so close to her, and given your particular knowledge of the way the powers of life and death and everything work, as you are this close to her, the magic missiles hit her, and she grimaces, and she's looking rough, and then all of a sudden, she smiles, and a little flush of life returns to her face. So, Seifel has been carrying... Tyriana basically out of the passageway and he's too far away to go ahead and act and too worried about Tyriana but he will yell the light she's scared of the light Simeon it's your turn and with that I will run up on her And I will draw, I will take my bonus attack first with Infernal Lisa. That way I can hit her with that. That's going to be a 12 to hit. Will not hit. Okay. Then I will swing with Celestria and bear down on her first attack. Okay. Okay going to miss maybe 17 17 will hit okay excellent that's going to be 10 slashing damage and that's going to be two radiant damage second attack with celestria i assume the 12 misses does and i have not done my action surge but this is the big bad, so I am definitely yep. doing that now. Okay. Uh, which means two more attacks with Celestria. First attack is a 25. That'll hit. Second attack is a 13, so I assume that misses. 13 will not. Yep. Okay. And she's going to take eight slashing, six radiant. So a total of eight okay. radiant if that has any makes any calculation or difference with it. Nice. Excellent. Sprocket. So Sprocket turns to Seifel after his announcement and says, as he dips his hand into his pocket, I wish I knew that earlier. And pulls out the Luckstone he was holding when he says it. For the Wishstone. Wishstone. Is it yep. glowing? Or it lighting? is. It's glowing. Nice 20-foot radius. Sprocket drops it and cast catapult on it. So a small <laughs> little framework of catapult builds itself together and launches it in a 90 foot line directly at the hag. Excellent. So she will need a dexterity saving throw with this small bright stone of pure light that she's so terrified of coming right at her face. Mm, she's not particularly dexterous. At a DC 16. I fail. How much damage do, if she, when she gets hit with this thing, how much does it hit her for? 11. It's 3d8. I didn't roll great. 4, cool. 6, and 1. So, the rock shoots at her. 
and it embeds itself in her chest and she starts clawing at it. Get out! Get out! Ow! I love it. I love it. Ah, didn't retreat. Okay. She is very consumed with this thing in her chest. For my bonus action, I have the Eldritch Cannon turret on my shoulder. Oh, that's right. Uh, 21. 21 will hit. And then 2d8. If it's 2d8, sir, explain your kill. It is 8 damage. Yeah. So, have at it. What happens? The cannon on my shoulder pivots and makes a little Star Wars pachoo noise as his force bolt shoots straight across and happens to hit dead center on the wishstone that's lit, causing it to shatter and explode inside of her chest. Oof. And then just her whole torso kind of crumples in on itself and she sags to the ground. Yeah, and as she crumples into this, again, she, like, implodes, right? Like, the trying to think of the movie where it's, like, the disjunct, like, implosion left with this gaping hole in her chest. So. I can't believe that worked! <laughs> and uh, as she's down, Kilvaris will lean over her and breathe fire on her just because. <laughs> <laughs> Simeon will take a gingerly step back. Yeah. <laughs> And last, no, Simeon was right part of the fire out, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> gross. So she is down with this gaping chest wound. Cass, you're asking the right question. What happens next? What do you remember? What you have to do? Who's got the acorns? Wait, there's acorns involved. Cass calls out from across the. Cass calls out from across the room. I thought it was. What, what it was either we'll assume let's assume that it was probably like candy or someone like that had them and gave them to somebody here when the party split okay yeah so who would have taken them from candy i get hurt these too acorns much. this acorn yes that acorn's bracket that acorn sprocket hilder go plant it in the tree okay how do i plant an acorn in a tree i don't know no the acorn goes in the body of the hag. Give it here. I already made a nice planting space then, didn't I? And I hand it over. <laughs> so you plant the seed. Oh, in yeah, the, room for in room. The, I can see Kilf taking her innards and making like a little mound for the seed. That, patting it down nice, like watering it, that kind of thing. And <laughs> fries are done. So as, the, as you plant it and step back, uh, again, this decrepit crappy tree starts growing out of the hag's chest cavity and when you're within a few feet of it Cass, i'm assuming that uh, eventually you would all congregate where the hag is you can hear everything going on in the courtyard of the mayor's house in amshire you can hear the carnival in the background you can hear the the mayor talking to people in the yard and you can hear the aged voice of the night guardian who was appointed to keeping the mayor safe and he is 
saying that he did not trust the party that came through not long ago, the ones that were led by the Dragonborn and had the half-elf who was not, the half-elf who had, had more smarts than sense about him and basically describes all of you that met him that time and insists the mayor that surely you're not to be trusted and that you were causing troubles in the carnival and would like the mayor's approval to take a warrant for you all if you are ever seen in the town of Amshire again. And the mayor gladly agrees, like his chief of security is insisting that you guys are dangerous and uh, gladly signs off on the warrant. Um, and with that, a blue-tinted portal opens in the heart of the tree you have seen this portal before the uh, it has it is the one that has previously taken you back it looks like the portal that initially brought you here from zilvarin's castle and allows you to it is wide enough and large enough for you all to step through if you so if you choose yeah kilvarx is gonna look at everyone and say they can sure as heck try to count to arrest us but that ain't happening i'll see you if i see you if i don't i'll see you next time and he steps through yeah, Seifel carrying Tyriana, who seems quite injured, and he's quite injured himself. I hand kind him of I, limp through the door. Yeah, actually, before that, I hand him and her a treat. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. And they both take them and feel a little bit better and walk through the portal. This portal uh, looks exactly like the one I came through to get here, right? It does. Yep. Echoes so. with the same magic. Sprocket <laughs> has that kind of interplanetary knowledge. It echoes with the same magic. So. Kess is a little worried about getting lost and going a different direction than others, so we'll go through with a hand on the shoulder of whoever goes through the portal next. Cool. It sounds like sounds like Zir is picking up the rear. It's like you two go together. Actually, Simeon, before he leaves, he will shout as loud as his voice will carry so that it echoes in this amphitheater and says, From this day forward, the Briganocks are free. They are their own people. They only have to do what they wish to do. So saith Simeon, Peleus Wintermere of House Wintermere, as witnessed by his friends, his comrades. We have ended this hag, and we free these people. And then he will bow deeply and step through the portal. Sprocket, who was just stepping through the, sport, the portal as you did this, says, I think he just gave them a sock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that, friends, is our game for today. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. If you're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible, 
we would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we did you shade and sweet water.